Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was ain't open that mouth. Should it be talking and open that mouth? If it say something, we're dumping it out. And then it's dumping it out. And then it's dumping it out. And now, from an undisclosed location, you are now tuned in to the Xander Effect with host Xander Dane. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames. I got a couple of amazing people here with me. Well, at least one of the two. Uh, first off, let's start with our wonderful co-hostess, uh, Miss Lonnie Rivera. Lonnie, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, Xander and Jeremy? Great to be here. I hear your Patriots are, or your, uh, your Patriots, your Steelers are doing fantastic. Yeah, Patriots. Steelers. I'm sorry, yeah. sorry. They both they <laughs> both have the word P at front of it. You know, Pittsburgh. Patriots, you know, they are both P. So, um, so that's really cool. And of course, we have this other guy right here. You know, Jeremy Miller. You know, hi, Jeremy. Ah, uh, you love me, and you know it. <laughs> <laughs> hi, Lonnie. How you doing? Uh, hi, Jeremy. You, Ray. You, know, you know, I always have. I always have to. I always have to go ahead and give you a little bit of crap here and there, Jeremy. You know, that's... if you didn't, I wouldn't know you loved me anymore. Exactly, exactly. That's it's all love. How are you guys doing this beautiful Monday? I mean, it's freaking cold over here in Southern California. The winds are picking up. San Ana is going crazy. How's it going over there in Pittsburgh? Hey, I'm I'm like happy that the seasons are changing. I'm mean, here in Pittsburgh. It's if you're cold in 67 degrees, I woke up to like 45, close to 50 this morning. But to me, it wasn't cold. I just went downstairs, got some coffee, and I'm good. See, that's the thing that that always that always kind of like irks me. Every time uh, we have people from like different states that come over here, and they're always <laughs> like, they're always like sixty-seven degrees, and you're cold. Oh my god, you're such a you're such a wimp, and blah blah blah. And it's like, dude. We weren't born and raised in Antarctica, okay? Right. We were born and raised in a freaking tropical weather, <laughs> all right? We don't like cold over here. And if it gets freaking 67 degrees, that's enough for us to be freezing our butts off. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just what I think. That's just that's just my opinion. I mean, Jeremy, you're you're also from here. You're born and raised here. I mean, you know, am I wrong about that? Uh, in general, no. Um, you know, the blood definitely gets a little thinner when you're living in a warmer area. But I run hot. You you know that I got a thermostat issue anyway, so this weather to me is just heaven. I mean, I'm the guy walking around in you know 55 degree weather in shorts and sandals. Yeah. So I'm a little weird for California, but you know, um, I, but you know what? I also run around in shorts and sandals, so you already know that. Like that's that's what we have mm-hmm. a lot in common in in that aspect as well. And to be honest, but but even in this cold weather, my feet freaking start freezing, so I can't even wear sandals. So you're a lot more you know weirder than I am in that. <laughs> like I said, man, my thermostat's just off. I mean, my, you know, my fiance Joni has pictures of me playing <laughs> in the snow with my boys in the, you know, in sandals. So That's it's funny. just, it's, I'm just a little weird that way, but you know. Dude, you, you're going to remind me of Adam Sandler and Mr. Deeds with that black foot. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's what comes to mind when you say, oh, I'm in sandals. Yeah, because you have that black foot, that, 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 that frostbite foot or whatever. Sorry, I just got done watching Mr. Deeds this weekend. So. 
Gotta <laughs> love Adam Sandler. Gotta that movie's, love him. You know, I did notice something about Adam Sandler and all his movies and all his romantic comedies. His leading lady is always that girl next door look. He always mm-hmm. gets this these girl next doors types. I mean, mm-hmm. it started with Drew Barrymore. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it continued on with um, with uh, Winona Ryder. Uh, yeah. Then you had in uh, Aniston. Yeah. I mean, you always have these girls. They're still drop dead gorgeous, all of them. Mm-hmm. But they have, they're not like, they're not like, I don't know, like superficial hot. They're more very natural hot. Uh-huh. Very natural, naturally beautiful. Like, like I said, girl next door types, you know. And he always has that. Uh, he always has the, that that uh, that pattern about him that he always chooses that type of woman every time, you know. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think he's got he's got great taste in in leading ladies, but that's just that's just what I'm thinking. You know, that's just my yeah. opinion. Anyways, <laughs> we got a lot of stuff to talk about uh, in entertainment news today. Uh, including in uh, the first topic is uh, Michael B. Jordan will re- is reportedly di- uh, set to direct Creed 3. So we'll talk a little bit about that. In sports, Odell Beckham Jr. is officially uh, on the bench for the rest of the season after suffering a torn ACL. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And in video game news, Pokemon has another, uh, has a Sword and Shield's legendary bird. Uh, actually, birds, I should say that will be roaming like gold and silver's legendary dog so we'll talk a little bit about that but first got brand new music from Annalise Hoveda here is crazy love right here on the Xander effect you are now listening to the Xander effect you're my favorite problem I uh, feel like I'm falling bye bye I went to my conscience Whenever my body needs One kiss, I'm over the limit Your lips, know all my secrets I'm in, did you quit this? Even if I know I need to
Lastra, the voice of Aset, you bet! From I, the Somnium Files, and you're listening to The Xander Effect. This will be on the beat! <laughs> Kato, you way too dope, kid. Clinton's Heartless, right here on The Xander Effect. In entertainment news, looks like Michael B. Jordan is going to go ahead and uh, direct uh, or is set to direct Creed 3. It's going to be the third installment of the series, uh, which, you know, again, uh, you know, he's going to be reprising his role as Adonis, quote, Donnie Johnson Creed. And, uh, you know, it's it. I got to say that uh, I'm actually excited to see how how he does as a director. Uh, I think this is I, I believe this is his his, his directorial debut really uh and i don't think he's really uh directed any other films really besides this one and uh you know it's it's really cool to see him um you know uh uh direct it's it's gonna be even more interesting to see exactly how he takes such an iconic uh franchise uh because Mm -hmm. creed of course is 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 you know is 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 part of uh, the Rocky franchise, right. and uh, we all know, you know, Sylvester Stallone. He wrote it. He he created mm-hmm. the, these characters. He created everything. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how uh, Michael B. Jordan is going to uh, approach this new endeavor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's really cool. I mean, when you think about it, uh, Sylvester Stallone, you know, with the whole Rocky franchise, he he directed. It, it as well. So I remember when the first Creed came out, um, Michael B. Jordan, I want to say, didn't Sylvester Stallone kind of mentor him 
Yeah, yeah. I so mean, it, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So, so it would make sense that you know, while he was learning all he could and learning the ropes, that he would want to move on and grow. We've talked about this before. You know, the, the days of just being an actor are over. You know, mm-hmm. if you want to have longevity, you need to be able to produce, direct, write, and be in front of the camera. Yeah, that's very true. And I mean, I yeah. think uh, I think Jeremy could attest to that too. I mean, well, Jeremy, you you you're you're in the industry. You, you've been in the industry, you know, for many years. So you know a lot about you know the ins and outs of this. Yeah, I I always love seeing. Any anybody move from behind the uh, in front of the camera to behind the camera, you know, and still and kind of growing their passion that way. I really look forward to seeing what Michael jo- you know Michael B. Jordan does this, does with this. But here's one of my issues with it. Um, Creed was a great film, and I loved the concept of kind of taking this franchise these characters that we had learned to love and care about for so long and moving it in a different direction i was not as thrilled with the second one um i felt that it lost a lot of what made the first one great and it just worries me that you know that they're stretching it out again. I, um, mm-hmm. I I hope he, you know, knocks it out of the park, directing it and everything. But I'm not a big fan of sequels for the sake of sequels. So I, I hope they have a great script to work with and he's got some really good material to work with. Um, like I said, I just, me being the wet blanket that I am, I love the originals most of the time. And I've, I, it's very rare that I am impressed with the sequel. So, I mean, I was actually, uh, what, what, what I enjoyed about Creed 2 was mainly it kind of, uh, kind of closing the book on Ivan Drago. That's one of the reasons why I like Creed 2. I like the fact that they brought them back, the original characters. They brought, uh, Brigitte Nielsen back. They brought, um, they brought, uh, you know, uh, um, the, the, the actor that played Ivan Drago. Um, his name escapes me. Jeremy, help me out here. Dolph Lundgren. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Dolph Lundgren. I mean, it was amazing that they brought them back uh, to kind of do a continuation of the next generation of Ivan Drago. Uh, so I was actually very, I, I enjoyed it for that reason. Um, kind of, uh, it, and it was, it was kind of, a, you know, Adonis Creed's way of also getting revenge in a sense for his father's death at the hands of Ivan Drago uh, senior, uh, you know, and then, you know, Ivan Drago's uh, son, well, he's, his name wasn't Ivan Drago, but uh, his son uh, uh, comes up and, and he gets defeated by, by Adonis Creed the way, uh, you know, uh, uh, Apollo was supposed to go ahead and defeat, uh, and defeat Ivan. So in a sense, it's, it's closure, it was it was a sense of closure for for that whole situation. I'm curious to see where the story is going to be for part three. Are they going to bring back another old character? Are they going to bring back Mr. T? Because uh, that was another big rival that uh, that Rocky had uh, during during that franchise. So are they going to be bringing mm-hmm. him back as well? 
uh, to, to go ahead and reprise his role. Maybe his son is the next one up that's going to go ahead and give uh, Apollo some trouble. Or are they going to are they going a completely different direction and just implement a new character and kind of let the old ones go already? So it's going to be interesting to see where exactly they're going to go with this concept. Uh, I'm personally curious to see where it's going to go. And uh, we just have to wait right now. Other than the fact that Michael B. Jordan will be uh, directing Creed 3, there are no other, uh, there is no other information in regards to the storyline, where it's going to go or anything like that, or when shooting is going to begin. Uh, and, and and yes, actually, it is it is actually confirmed that this will be Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, actually. So uh, <laughs> that's going to be interesting because this is these are some pretty big shoes to fill at this point. I mean, the, the Rocky franchise is a pretty big deal. We're just going to have to go ahead and see exactly how the movie comes out and how uh, Michael B. Jordan's vision is going mm-hmm. to be uh, uh, accepted by the critics and the the public. We'll see what happens. I think it's really cool. I think it's really cool, fellas, that you guys are talking about very important industry stuff. But can I just throw this out there? Michael B. Jordan's body for the ladies. We'll be happy to know it's coming back. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, that man, I mean, from Black Panther to, you know, Creed, he brings it. And that body is banging. So just the fact that we know that there's going to be another one coming out and we get to see that body on the big screen. <laughs> I tell you, I'm a happy girl. And I know a lot of my girlfriends are happy girls. Yeah, I kind of figured you ladies wouldn't <laughs> go see the movie for the movie. So, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I, that that kind of that kind of that kind of brought that one out there, you know. He's a good looking guy, you know. I'm not I'm not gonna even deny that. He's a very he's a very good looking guy. So um, and he's got he's got a great talent. Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he definitely he definitely offers a lot uh, to both sexes. You know, he offers good talent as far as you know uh, as far as uh, the guys are concerned. He offers the eye candy for the ladies, I guess. <laughs> you know what you're telling me. So it's pretty cool. Uh, so yeah. But like I said, we're going we're gonna to have to go ahead and see exactly how he does as a director now behind the camera and see where it goes from there. In other entertainment news, Sasha Obama is trending on Twitter because of a video that she posted uh, that she was lip syncing to Moneybag Yo's, quote, said some. And it's a remix featuring the City Girls. So... She's on Twitter, and uh, apparently she's get, catching some uh, some shade right now from a lot of Twitter followers. Uh, basically, they're they're kind of shocked that such a prim and proper young lady is uh, is lip syncing to such offensive material. Ooh, um, and uh, she's actually she's actually rapping with a with a friend of hers uh, in in college. I guess, or I guess it's a college friend of hers. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she's. You know, here's my take on this, okay? Presidents are not saints. Right? Bottom line. They're human beings like the rest of us, like the rest of us, and so are their families. Newsflash. We're all human. We're all, we all go ahead and have our own taste in music, Mm -hmm. our own style in speaking. Just because the FCC regulates, uh, you know, non-offensive language and things like that doesn't mean we don't cuss like sailors behind the cameras or off the mics, you know, or anything like that. Come on now. I mean, this is, this is, this is, this is BS. (laughs) So, I mean, it just doesn't make any sense for anybody to go ahead and give a 19-year-old 
former first daughter any mm-hmm. crap because she's lip syncing to some, you know, illicit material. I mean, who cares? I mean, the girl's having fun. She's in college. She's enjoying herself. I mean, this is this is just totally bogus that people go ahead and try to go ahead and and say, well, she's not supposed to do that. She's she's supposed to be prim and proper, not not mm-hmm. listening to that type of music. Get a life, all right. Get over it, okay. We all listen to that type of music, you know. I mean, we're not we're not all saints. We you know we we sin like a mofo around here, <laughs> you know. Especially especially politicians. Let me tell you. So I mean, you know, don't 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 give this young girl who's not even a politician any crap just because she's lip syncing to a song that has a lot of ex, you know explicit material in it. Yeah, I just think, you know, we live in a very judgmental culture these days. And it makes me think back to the days when I I lived in Austin, Texas, during the time when the Bush girls, when their dad was was governor. And I remember, I want to say Jenna, one of them, and I've always thought the Bush girls were cool, um, was going in college. I think she's going to University of Texas, if I can recall. Not sure. And I remember one of them got in trouble for something. Mm And everybody in the media just like jumped all over it because she was the governor's daughter. And it was like, and then it followed them when they became, when their dad became president. President, And I really appreciated the fact that when the Obamas uh, were touring the White House before they moved in, the Bush girls reached out to the Obama girls and showed them kind of the fun stuff about the White House so that they could feel as though they could feel at home there because they knew outside of the White House all the scrutiny and the new life and not being able to go anywhere without a secret service and all that would be their new world. So having said that, you know, these girls are teenagers. They want to have fun. They're going to make mistakes. So what if they like music that is, you know, has swear words in there? They want to have fun. She's 19. Give me a break. Agreed. Agreed. And I think <laughs> this is so stupid. It's ridiculous. Do that. I mean, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, I mean, you're 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 a former child actor. You know, when you got older. And you were cussing like a sailor, or even cussing as a sailor when you were a teenager. I mean, how much crap did you get? Oh my God, little Ben Seaver, he said the cuss word. Wah. I mean, did you ever get stuff like that? Uh, weird enough, I really didn't get anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's never much blowback. I did a few films that were probably very opposite character from, you know, little Ben Seaver and all the wholesome stuff I had done, but there was really no flack for that. I mean, I saw plenty of ridicule and bullying and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, for other things, people are always going to try and, you know, if people want to be jerks, they're going to be jerks. It's mm-hmm. they'll find something to be, you know, to be pricks about, but it, politicians kids being held to those standards is beyond ridiculously insane mm-hmm. okay it's these are it's it's not like these children are being groomed to be the next president or the do you really think after watching what their parents went through any of these people really want to go into politics right i, I mean, have seriously. not i've not seen chelsea clinton freaking like run <laughs> no. politics at all <laughs> you, you don't you just don't see it you really don't it's rare 
that you see kids of politicians, people who were actual children or young adults in watching their parents go through this, the ridicule, the daily scrutiny, the daily stress, they were there to see the physical tolls that this job took on their parents, so on and so mm -hmm. forth. I mean, there's not a lot who look at that and go, oh, that's what I want to do. So, Except George Bush Jr. Well, even then, George right. Bush Jr., you're talking about a guy who was not a kid when his dad was doing this stuff, true, true. you know, much, much older, had already established himself in business and wanting to live up to a legacy and all these other things. You know, mm -hmm. these were kids. I mean, Chelsea Clinton grew up in the White House. Mm -hmm. The Obama mm -hmm. girls grew up in the White House. The Bush mm -hmm. girls basically grew up in the White House. I mean, it's, it's a very... You know, it's a different perspective. It's almost and like PTSD in a sense for, for children that grew up in that environment. I'd say so. I mean, that's mm -hmm. that is not a normal environment. I, I mm -hmm. thought I grew up in an abnormal environment. Right. But, you know, uh, they those poor kids. I mean, that's mm -hmm. a really tough way to grow up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. And it's crazy for anybody to go ahead and judge any of these kids afterward or during. I mean, they're kids. They're trying to just, you know, make sense of everything that's going on around them, even before, during, and even after their parents have, have uh, finished their terms in office. Uh, and for anybody to go ahead and expect these kids to be saints, <laughs> well, really? <laughs> let's let's walk let's walk this back a second here, okay? This is a 19-year-old kid in college. Right. This was not a video of her bending over a mirror doing lines. This was not a picture, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we've had athletes, musicians, actors, politicians, kids. We've had pictures of them doing bong hits. We've had she's mm -hmm. lip-syncing a song, people, oh. whether you mm -hmm. like it or not get a life. Seriously. Thank you. I mean, this is, I mean, I know the stuff I was doing at 19 years old in college. Okay. If, if we had the cell phones and everything else, people have been in for quite a shock at what little Ben was up to. You know, I, that's just, that is. See, now you got me curious. Now, now you're opening that door and you're getting me curious to go and see what's behind that door now. <laughs> Go buy the book and you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm first one in line. Are you kidding me? <laughs> but no, you're you're totally right. I mean, it's it's something. It's a scrutiny that unfortunately many of these first former first mm -hmm. children have to endure, and it's it's time for you know just like just like we're evolving in politics, we're evolving as as a society. People need to evolve in that aspect as well. It's like, dude, you know what? Don't don't think that that these kids are ever going to be since they're going to be kids. They're going to enjoy their life. I mean, right. what were you doing at 20? I mean, you know, what were you doing at 19? You were enjoying your life. You made mistakes like anybody else. You learned from them and you hope that you, you know, you hope that you don't repeat them. That's right. what you that's what you do when you're at 19. You're enjoying yourself, you're learning new experiences. I mean, it, it just it just doesn't make any sense for people to be uh to be, you know, uh uh casting stones to this poor girl. Uh and 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 uh being like, "Oh my god, you know, you're an Obama. You can't sit dude, who cares? Obama first of all, Obama's not even president anymore." And right. secondly, 
get over it. <laughs> like Jeremy said, get a life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, please. I mean, it's 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 crazy. But uh, you know, that's what's going on right now. That's what's trending apparently in Twitter because nobody else has anything better to do. Um, so yeah, that's that that's that's pretty much our opinion, our take on that. In other entertainment news, this one's a doozy. Kanye West tells Joe Rogan uh, his ideas to run for president came in the shower, uh, and God put it in my heart. Um, that was a very interesting uh, episode of the Joe Rogan experience. I uh, I watched half of it because the rest I wanted to shoot myself. Um, bottom line is that Kanye like. And Joe Rogan was just was just was just enabling everything that Kanye was saying, uh, and uh, it, it's one of those things where you know Joe Rogan's like, I'm pretty crazy myself, uh, but you know, I mean, I don't I don't think that what you're doing is crazy. I think that you're just a visionary. I think that this, I think, I mean, he just kept on egging him on, and I don't know if maybe Joe was doing this to see what else Kanye was gonna say for entertainment mm-hmm. purposes. But boy, was it working because Kanye was just like, he was just feeding off of everything he was saying. Uh, he went ahead, uh, there's a couple of quotes that he, he went ahead and said, he said, quote, like, for example, when it came to run for office, he said, quote, it was something that God put in my heart back in 2015, a few days before the MTV Awards. It hit me in the shower. When I first thought of it, I started laughing to myself. All this joy came over my body, just through my soul. I felt that energy. I felt that spirit. So that was that was why he decided mm-hmm. to run. Uh, he said he continued to say, "quote I believe that my calling is to be the leader of the free world." Yeah, um, <laughs> um, you know uh, he's he continued on to say, uh, "quote There couldn't be a better time to put a visionary in the captain's chair." I'm not here to down Trump or down Biden. I'm just here to express why God has called me to take this position. I'm a great leader because I listen and I'm empathetic. I do believe in world peace. Now it's interesting that he said, "I do believe in world peace," because when Joe. And this is actually trending on on Instagram too. When mm-hmm. Joe asked him, "What if there's a conflict with uh, with uh, with all these you know nations with Syria, with uh, with uh, Korea, and all these mm-hmm. other co- countries? What if there's a conflict that happens? Korea, Russia, all this stuff. You know, how would you how would you uh, how would you go ahead and and deal with that? And he had literally had nothing to say. He couldn't answer that question. And right. it's like it's like, dude, you seriously don't don't even try. I mean, I, I personally, I was just like, I, I cannot believe that you are actually even thinking about this. You don't know what you would you you know you you, you wouldn't know what you what to do. You wouldn't know what to do in that office. You really wouldn't. I mean, you're thinking about uh, the way he talked about uh, restructuring religion, restructuring society, the way people think, restructuring all these different types of things. It's like, dude, you're not God. Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't go ahead and and redo the planet. You really can't. So you know, I, just do what you can with the popularity you have, and do what the best that you can to try to help your own system, like your own community. That's something that could actually work, and that's something that people will go ahead and look for. Don't try to just go ahead and jump from you know the the from junior high all the way to senior year in one freaking in one day. You can't do that. You have to go through the other grades first before you get to become a senior you have to learn everything first and that's the other thing that that joe actually uh 
touched on was, well, many people believe that you should become a governor first to try to get your, you know, or Mm -hmm. hold another office first before you get to the big chair because that way you gain more experience. I wholeheartedly agree with that because Mm -hmm. seriously, I mean, when it comes, and, and, and I actually told my dad this uh, a few times, when it comes to holding the office of the President of the United States, you need to know how to deal with like real big issues, not just not just community issues, but big issues. But at least if you start off in a small office, if you start off with with being a mayor, of your your town, right. governor, then maybe take a senate seat. You start learning policies. You start learning budgets. You start learning these different th- types of important things that the rest of the nation needs you to know in order to run a good office. That's what you need to learn. Now, as far as uh, now, as far as world issues go, that that right there, you have to learn. You know, by being president or in a senate seat as well. You get to deal with a lot of, uh, uh, you know, leaders of different uh, of different uh, nations, and get to deal with them, understand diplomacy, things like that, in order to understand how to how to how to create a give and take relationship with these other nations, with these other world leaders. So you can't just jump. You just can't jump like that. You have to you have to learn how to crawl before you learn how to walk. And and. To be honest, it was that entire podcast. I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Why? 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 That's just that's just kept on going through my head. I mean, Lonnie, what do you think? Yeah, Yeah, Kanye, you can see that I'm kind of silent over here. It's from what I heard. Normally I am when it comes to Kanye. Um, which, by the way, his old music back in the day, I I liked so much more than now. Like when he first came out, I'll just because I'll just go back to the art. I mean, you know, I give the brother credit for believing in himself. I give him that because Kanye loves Kanye. Yeah, and you know what I mean. So in that sense, I give him credit. But some of the stuff he says sometimes, I I'm still stuck on the. Black people, what was the, and I don't want to misquote him. Oh, oh yeah, no. When he Slavery said, yeah. was, was, was our choice. It, well, it's funny that you <laughs> say that because Joe Rogan actually goes ahead and touches on that specific quote. And, and what did he say? Well, <laughs> Joe Rogan was basically, okay, so he tried to clarify it and, and, and Kanye agreed with him. He's like, he's like, it seems that you were misquoted, that, that, uh, that you, they used your words out of context. What you meant is basically people being slaves to their own uh to their own like reality i guess jobs or to their Uh own uh to their own to the music industry being slaves he was mainly talking about the music industry and how they're slaves to their own contracts and things like that so according to kanye his words were taken out of context in that in that particular uh instance but i mean he was he i when he said it because i saw it on tmz i remember he yeah. didn't mention anything about the music industry, Mm-mm. like that. I didn't. See, I didn't see anything about nope. that. So no. I mean, it, I mean, like Kanye agreed with what Joe Rogan was saying, mm-hmm. but did he agree because now he's quote running for office, or did he agree so that way people don't think he's crazy for saying what he said, right? Uh, or or, or because he did it, or, or or did he agree because he actually agreed, you know? 
Maybe. All I have to say on the whole running for office thing, I stand with Jennifer Aniston in what she said about Kanye running for office and people voting for him. I mean, you know, I just, I just don't agree with it. I don't. Not right now, dude. You know what I mean? Like, if, learn the ropes. Do something mm-hmm. else. Make a difference. Make a difference in another way. If you really, really care about what's going on in the country and in the world, you can make a difference in other ways. Agreed. <laughs> I mean, Jeremy, you're awfully quiet over there. Well, I'm biting my tongue. Oh, please. <laughs> please. I love, hear, I love hearing the things you have to say, especially when it comes to this particular subject, because I know you have. I know your brain is going like, ah. Oh, it is. Believe me. But first of all, just to reference what Lonnie said, you know, yeah. it, it's really true in you need to get you know you need to get your feet wet you don't jump in you don't jump into the deep end on day one i'm not a big fan of any of these people any random people you know who have no experience um not to put too fine a point on it but we've now had a very good look at what happens when someone with no policy experience and no clue what they're doing gets into office um on top of that there are other similarities like a certain very well-known person right now kanye has no filter his something comes into his mind and he says it and then he spends the next month trying to backtrack and make it sound okay Mm -hmm. you know and that's very similar to what's going on in a very high office right now i mean you know there's there's no filter in between the brain i mean as you said in that quote he wants to claim now he was misquoted well you can watch the entire quote when he's talking and he doesn't mention anything else he doesn't direct the question any other way if that's what you meant why didn't you say that right and 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 the thing is the thing is the other thing that i mean because you brought up another point about somebody that uh that has no experience he they also i mean joe rogan also brought up uh president former president ronald reagan and uh connie's agreed he's like yeah if ronald could do it you know i mean i mean why not and and but then joe also said he's like yeah but ronald was also governor first exactly Uh, he hold he hold he held a position first in office and got his feet wet first before he went into the big office so and what a lot of people don't realize is that he was working on a local level although no he was never mayor he was never anything like that but he was working on a local level with local politicians Mm -hmm. and already involved long before he was California's governor. Right. So, I mean, yeah. And, and that's the thing is that in my opinion, I think that, uh, yes, maybe, maybe not having a a politician in office is maybe the best, like a, like a career politician office maybe is not the best way to go because they're not, they're kind of out of touch. But at the same time, if it's somebody that's not that that's not a career politician, at least have the experience of some politics in your background in order for you to understand policies, because the first word of politics is P.O.L., you know, that also involves policies as well. Policies, politics, everything. Well, and to bring it back to one thing that Lonnie was saying, <laughs> you know, especially with the resources 
that mm-hmm. Kanye West has at his availability right. at his disposal. Right. You don't need to go into politics to make a difference. And oh, the types and the type of changes that he's talking about mm-hmm. would actually be much more effectively implemented and done on a smaller level, on oh, a local well, level. That's what I said. That's done by a you know, that's by a non-political that's, organization. That's exactly I mean, what I said. Let's just I, start I said the with like the amount of money that he brings in for the Yeezy brand, which I'm I'm not really that big of a fan. Oh, of, he was already but, talking about he was already talking about the fact of the matter that he's a billionaire. With right. that kind of so, money, come on, dude, you could do right. a lot With of all that community. money coming in, uh, go down the skid row. I'm just throwing this out there. Not that you're obligated to do it, but the homeless situation in Los Angeles, right in your backyard, dude, it's just a crisis. It truly is. You drive downtown now with uh, the pandemic happening. Oh my goodness. Drive downtown on any uh, given day in LA and it is almost like going through a third world country within the city of LA, the way that people are living and how they're surviving. I don't know what he's doing behind the scenes. I'm not saying that just because you have a lot of money that you're obligated to give, but there's an opportunity right there to, um, Make a difference. And I'm just going to throw that out there. Just picking one thing, and there's so many other things, to make a difference if you want to. You're absolutely right. I mean, that's exactly (laughs) it. It's nobody's obligated to do so. But if you claim you are so passionate about this and you have (laughs) to do this to change the world, there are much more effective ways at doing so. This, to me, does not seem like it's real. Like I've Doesn't said since genuine. the beginning, nope. it's it just seems like another way mm-hmm. to keep focus and attention on him. Yep. That and to take votes away. That's another that's another theory that many people are throwing Which out. Which is as not well. cool. Yeah, I mean that's that our our voting system is already in question as it is and right. it's a little bit of a chaotic uh, you know, time right now. I mean, Jeremy, you you experienced some of that chaos over the weekend as well. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I mean, so it's already bad as it is. Throwing something like that in there just to go ahead and create more chaos is just not right. We need we need we need structure. And the the, the other thing too that I also um I also want to throw in there is that is the fact of the matter that you're again you're a billionaire okay you know how much money that could be used to go ahead and help restructure neighborhoods there's something that there's something that my uh my friend i'm giving her a shout out carla escobar she actually said something uh uh that really uh hit home to me and we're talking about you know, what's going on with the voting, presidential elections, et cetera, et cetera. And she's like, everybody's focused on the president, but no, but what they need to be focused is local government, not mm-hmm. federal. Because federal is one thing. Yes, we do want a president. Mm-hmm. We do want we do want a president and we do want to know who's going to be president, this, that, and the other. We do want all these things. Mm-hmm. But in actuality, local government are the ones that decide budgets for us here in 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 our different states she said that's who we need to be focused on that's who we need to actually go ahead and vote for or against because they're the ones that are going to determine what's going to happen in the state that we live in and that's something that we need to be focused more on 
rather than rather than federal. And she 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 made a you know uh, she made a good point about that because yes, although the presidential elections are incredibly important and, and the president does make you know lot, many decisions that affect all of us. At the end of the day, you know, states are separate from from federal. You know, the states are separate. They make their own decisions. I mean, during the time of the pandemic, the states made their own decisions to close down. There was nothing the president could go ahead and do about that. He could go ahead and and tell them not to, but they still make the made the the, the last decision, the final say. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing the president could do about that. I mean, as far as it's funny. Because when it comes to states, <laughs> when when the states need money, that's when they go to federal, <laughs> you know, yeah. to bail them out. But when it comes to decisions, the state's like, no, 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 we'll decide this. It's it's a it's a very interesting uh, relationship that states and federal have. But I mean, that's a good point. I mean, Kanye Kanye needs to main, mainly focus on where the state where he lives, California, mm-hmm. or the state that he was from, which is what Chicago, I think it was. Chicago. I mean, there, he needs to focus on. He needs to focus on these places, you know, that that he's, you know, that he was raised and born in, the places that made his career, etc. You know, check out your local neighborhoods that need maybe a, a school that needs uh, a new building or or needs restructuring or needs, uh, you know, new books, materials, things like that. Roads that need to be repaved. Go to your local government and say, hey, I want to donate this so that way you could go ahead and fix these roads. I mean, there's just so many things that could be fixed. Let me throw this out there. Um, LeBron James is a excellent example of this. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is a man who started mm-hmm. working in his communities that he grew up in, in the mm-hmm. communities that were around the team that he played for. He started mm-hmm. education programs. He started a charter school program. Mm-hmm. He started, these are the things he did that are having a lasting impact mm-hmm. on the communities around him. This is somebody who actually made change. He did not mm-hmm. do it through policy, through office. Mm-hmm. through anything and mm-hmm. it's a cliche and it's been said forever but you think globally you act locally mm-hmm. if you want yeah. to create change if you want to affect real change you start with what is around you mm-hmm. and, and, to, and to add to your point Jeremy because of what we know and what I know about LeBron James and how active he's been over the years in his community when I see him post something um, making a social statement about something going on on Twitter which we see from here I listen a bit more because for I, I, to me he, he speaks with credibility that's He's a really of, good point <laughs> true you know when I listen so I listen a little bit more than I would your average celebrity maybe uh, giving an opinion or going on a rant about something I'll listen to LeBron because LeBron walks the walk and talks the talk. That's very true. There. That's very true. That's very true. And that's why a lot of people uh, respect them. They respect yep. them for that. And I mean, Kobe Bryant was another one too. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant was another one that also that also did a lot for Los Angelinos. That's why yep. when he when he passed, he was like it was devastating to all of us because he did so much, mm-hmm. not just for the sport, but just so much for the community as well. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, they they really put their hands in there and they really helped out as much as possible. And I think that's why LeBron also is is trying to live up to that as well because Kobe Hel- Hel- was his mentor. And yeah. LeBron's trying to be that, you know, trying to be that type of person where he does things to go ahead and help people out the way Kobe did. He's trying to continue that legacy that Kobe left behind. So, I mean, but like him, so many other celebrities, so many other people could do so much, and they do. There's a lot of celebrities that do a lot for their local communities to kind of give back for all the love that they've received. And what Connie is trying to do, it's like, dude, it doesn't sound like you care too much about the community. It sounds more like you care about just being in power. But here's the funny thing about that is that even the president doesn't have full power. He doesn't have the full authority to do anything he wants to do willy-nilly. There's, there are channels he has to go through first. There's politics he has to, you know, he has to go ahead and go through first. Barriers he has to break first in order to even get his policies heard. So if you think for one second that if you're going to go ahead and become president, you're going to go ahead and do whatever you want. This is not a dictatorship. This is a democracy. You have to go through the the channels first before you can go ahead and do any of your idea, make any of your ideas a reality. It's just that simple. And that's what many people don't understand. It's like, dude, you do, you do realize that even when you're in power, you're not really the one in power. I mean, you know, it's you have to go through the Senate, you have to go through the House, you have to go through a lot of people before you can actually get anything done. And that's something that many people don't seem to understand when they try to go ahead and run for that office. So it's 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 a, it was a very again going back, it's a very it was a very interesting interview to say the least. And I was just like, oh my god, <laughs> this is just too much for me. Um, but yeah, you can go ahead and check out the Joe Rogan Experience that episode with Kanye West. It's on YouTube. Uh, go ahead and uh, you know don't have to take my word for it. Go ahead and check it out for yourself. And trust me when I say you're going to be like, what in the f is going on? here (laughs) (laughs) coming up next in sports odell beckham confirms that he's got a torn acl and he's gonna be out for the season we'll talk a little bit about that but first here is dovely's be about it right here on the xander fact
that was Dose, No Looking Back, right here on the Xander Effect. In sports, looks like the Browns cannot catch a break this season as Odell Beckham Jr. confirms that he has a torn ACL and he's going to be out for the season. Uh, this happened over this weekend, actually. Uh, it was uh, it was uh, a pretty crazy game that that he had, and uh, it was the it was actually a crosstown rivalry, Cleveland Browns versus Cincinnati mm-hmm. Bengals, and uh, apparently uh, those uh, those a uh, there was a play that ended up uh, costing Odell Beckham the season. This is going to be tough for for uh, for uh, a lot of for for the Brown for Browns fans and for the Browns team because Odell was pretty much their star. Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to be tough on them. But I mean, this entire weekend was flooded with injuries. I mean, with with big injuries and very and and crazy uh, disappointments. Uh, another injury was. Uh, was uh, QB's uh, backup uh, Dalton? He got yep. hit really hard, and uh, it was a questionable hit actually that happened with him. And uh, many mm-hmm. people are saying that uh, it was an illegal hit. Many people said that he was actually it was actually legal because a lot of people are saying that uh, Dalton actually got out of the pocket and became an active runner. So mm-hmm. once that happens, he's pretty. It's pretty much a free for all uh, to get to bring him down. And but. You know, I mean, many people are saying that he wasn't an active runner, that he was still a, a quarterback at the time that he got hit. So it's a it's a controversy right now that many people are talking about uh, because now uh, Dallas has to go ahead and bring in their third string, third string. quarterback. Yeah. I mean, they're they're running out quarterbacks over in uh, in Dallas right now. I mean, Lonnie, you know, you pretty much had a couple of things to say about that. Yeah, I did. You know, I heard a lot of people talking about it. Of course, over the weekend, I was pretty consumed uh, just with the fact that my team, the Steelers, yeah. we are under undefeated, 6-0. Yeah, yeah. But, I did, <laughs> but I did watch, uh, and I'm not a Cowboys fan, but I never want to see any player on any team um, hurt you know, in in this way or taking a hit that looked questionable. So I watched it this morning in the replay, kind of in slow motion, um, Dalton. And, you know, it just looked like he was doing the typical quarterback, trying to get a couple of yards and then sliding. quarterback, Quarterback scramble. Right, just the scramble and then sliding, which they're taught to do <laughs> to, you know, kind of avoid uh, being hurt. But when the, uh, when the uh, Washington um Redskins play was it Washington? Yeah, it was no. Washington. Washington. Washington yeah, team. The, well, they're not Washington called the Redskins. They're Washington team. They're not team, called yeah. the Redskins anymore. Yeah, when the Washington um, player Bostic, the linebacker, linebacker came at him, it looked and it was really, really quick. It looked like that he really was going for the head and the helmet. And even one of his teammates was seen, you know, on the sideline, like shaking his head in disapproval with the way that he tackled him. So, you know, with that said, I just I just think that, you know, it's unfortunate and I do think that the other players should um, uh, face a penalty because of it. And I think that he, you know, should uh, suffer the consequences, but it's just all around, it's just kind of sad when you think about it. Like, I'm not a big Browns fan and, you know, there we actually have a rivalry with them, but to hear any player having a torn ACL and out for the season 
it's just, you know, it's disappointing to hear that. And it, and it's not easy to come back from that type of an injury either. I mean, Jeremy and I, mm-hmm. we've sp- spoken about this too, that players are never really the same when they get their, their a torn ACL. They come back, they're a little bit, uh, their mm-hmm. confidence is a little bit shaken after, well, after that and everything. Especially wide receivers. Yeah. I mean, there have, been, there have been very few who've been able to come back from an ACL or even worse, the dreaded trinity of all three, you know, ligaments. Mm-hmm. Um, it's There's been very few. Jerry Rice was one of the only ones to do it. And the man had probably the greatest work ethic and right. determination that we've ever seen in the game. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for a receiver who has to cut, who has to make quick stops, who has to have quick acceleration. If you can't depend on your knees, you know, mm-hmm. you got a real problem. And that confidence is the last thing to come back after that mm-hmm. injury. So... I mean, you have you have Odell Odell's uh, teammate uh, Jarvis Landry went ahead and offered some support. He said, "Quote, man, I know how effing hard you work and how invested you are to be legendary. My heart hurt. I love uh, I love you, brother." So, I mean, you have his teammates that are that are backing him. They feel bad for what's going on. I mean, OBJ already was having a tough time as it was in, in New York. Uh, you know, when he was playing for them, and then he got he got traded, and he thought this was going to be like pretty much. A, a fresh new start and it was for a while it was a it was a great start for him he's doing well but this right here definitely uh definitely sidelines him for a little bit and uh it's definitely gonna see we're it's def, we're, we're definitely gonna have to see how he does next season um so that's gonna be that's gonna be tough i mean it's it's definitely tough but uh like like i said you know definitely a, a weekend of uh injuries and of disappointments because man <laughs> Ah, the Patriots getting destroyed. <laughs> and Wait, many, who, said that, who said that's a disappointment? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on now. Hold <laughs> that's on not now. a disappointment for me. I'm well, happy. Oh, many people. Well here's, well, here's the thing that many people <laughs> could go ahead and say that this is karma. This is this is definitely karma, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much uh, coming back to Bill Belichick and the Patriots because, man, they got demolished by San Francisco, thirty to six, I believe the the final score was. Cam Newton getting three getting picked off three different times, and then the backup quarterback gets picked off too. I mean, this is just this is just horrible. This is embarrassing for for uh, the coach that many people call the goat, uh, the greatest coach of all time bill belichick and you know you know bill has zero tolerance for failure especially a failure such mm-hmm. such a failure as big as this one and uh i'm sure you know and, I, and you guys have said this when we were off the air for a second uh that that right now cam is fearful for his job that he might actually end up losing it uh so i mean it's 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 a it's a crazy situation right now for cam newton i mean who knows i was thinking the same thing too uh when i heard about it i was like oh man cam's about to be fired because <laughs> bill does not accept <laughs> failure he does not he's not he doesn't dig on imperfections i mean you know he's he's the type of guy that that wants to cement his legacy as the greatest coach that ever lived and mm-hmm. to have something like this this type of failure in his record this is something that he does will will be completely this is unacceptable to him and of course he won't take the blame for it he'll go ahead and blame uh, he'll go ahead and blame the quarterback for screwing up so much um, but at the same time we also have to look at it as like well you chose the quarterback at the top. <laughs> you know? 
I mean, I mean, for, for Cam, you can leave and, and go to New England and, and play for a new team. But what it comes down to, and I didn't watch the whole game. This is just me giving my opinion. You don't have the right chemistry. If you know, you can have all the great players on a team and put them together. But if you don't have the right chemistry and even the right chemistry with the coach, it's going to be hard. Well, I mean, the other the other issue that I also that I also mm-hmm. mentioned to a buddy of mine, and I was like, they should have gotten Cam when he was brand new, when he was yep. fresh. Cam has already been playing for a few seasons now. He's a little he's he's older. I mean, granted, maybe Bill wanted somebody that that uh, was familiar with with uh, the game, you know, in in the pros and everything, and didn't want somebody fresh out of college that he would have to go ahead and, and train and teach. But maybe that could have been a better option or maybe get a fresher quarterback someone that's only been playing for a couple of years uh that he could go ahead and bring in there i mean he had (laughs) bill screwed up big time he had jimmy garoppolo he could have easily done a lot with jimmy g and jimmy was like he he learned everything from that from from playing for the patriots i mean he was going places but of course they had to go ahead and and uh cater to tom brady and his and mm-hmm. his and his salary mm-hmm. and everything else that they let go of, of a good player and all for what for tom brady to go ahead and leave in a couple of years anyway right i mean he left them high and dry that you know you screwed that you completely screwed up by letting right. go of a great player jimmy garoppolo statter and, and that's the thing this is poetic justice. Yep. You have the quarterback of San Francisco that you let go because of Tom Brady beat the ever-living snot out of you and kind of throwing it in your face. Be like, hey, this could have been me and you, but you wanted Shady. So, th- I mean, Brady. So, there you go. I mean, that's yeah, that's karma for you. had to be thinking about it. You know there was some satisfaction for him. Oh, totally. It was such yeah. a sweet victory for him. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, dude, if I was him, I would have been like jumping, doing backflips, jumping for joy, enjoying every single solitary ounce of that win. That mm-hmm. was that was the win that that definitely like Jimmy was like, yep, that's right. I got my I got my revenge back, buddy. So yeah, I mean it was it was a tough weekend in that. I mean I mean again, Jeremy, you're awfully quiet over there. <laughs> well, you brought it up with you know they blew it letting Jimmy G go. I mean that was a fact. Tom was already on the downside. I mean, still great, still amazing quarterback, but was already on the downside. You had a really top performing young quarterback that they could have built around that a Uh coach like Belichick could have formed one heck of a relationship with and maybe Uh kept this dynasty going. But whether it was front office because Kraft did have a major love for Tom Brady. Um, You know, you never know where the decisions finally came down from. Uh, I have a very dear friend who is a psychotic Patriots fan, and Uh uh, he went to Boston University and he kind of spent a lot of time there, so he ended up getting very, very into the Patriots long ago, and Mm -hmm. he enjoyed their run and, you know, their run of dominance, but he said a few things back when all this was going on that he really thought that Kraft was pulling a lot of the strings and that he believed Belichick would have parted with Brady at that point if Kraft would have let him. And that's the thing that he should have. 
He really should have. And I mean, who knows? They they might have been able to actually get a couple of more Super Bowl rings out of out of uh, Garoppolo had he mm-hmm. stayed with them. I mean, he already knew the chemistry. He already had chemistry with his teammates. He already knew right. the plays. He knew everything about the Patriots. He knew everything. But they just it was just a stupid decision to go ahead and keep uh, a downhill going Tom Brady on that team. I mean, it's like, dude. I mean, give the give the new generation a, a shot, and let them mm-hmm. let them stay there. You know, don't don't go ahead and mm-hmm. cater to this guy, who again left you anyway. He left. Right. He took what an, off. What, an, what an interesting set of circumstances because Brady leaves. He's now with Tampa Bay, and now the other story this week, and we forgot to mention this, you guys. Antonio Brown looks like mm-hmm. he, he's going to be going to Tampa Bay. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. AB and Tom Brady together, back again. Yeah, that's and that's something that's something that was supposed to happen. That was something well, that was supposed to happen to begin with, but AB screwed up. They're yeah. a little older, a little wiser, and let's see if they can make something of it. Yeah, now, that's, again, wide 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 receivers lose a step, man. Age catches them very very quickly. AB is amazing, but mm-hmm. again, he hasn't done much for a couple years. He's a couple years older now. You know, I just I'm not sure if we're going to see the same player. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, there's another there's also rumors too. There's also another rumor that's going around right now is that Julio Jones uh is rumored to be in talks with San Francisco. That's that's another rumor. I mean, but that again, that's just a rumor at this point. Nobody really knows if he's actually gonna go to San Francisco or if they're even really talking about that. But could you imagine if he mm-hmm. left Matt if he left Matt Ryan high and dry like that? I mean, that's that's Matt Ryan's go-to guy right there is Julio Jones. Well, you have to take something else into account there. If he's at that point and considering it, we've all seen what has happened with Matt Ryan the last two years and the kind of decline of his skills as age has caught up. Still a great quarterback, but we've all seen the decline has begun, mm-hmm. especially when Jones is not in there. He's really his only safety valve, you know? So if he's thinking of making a move like this, either he sees something in Matt that tells him he's not going to be there much longer or Matt has given him some information as to, you know, what may be going on in his mind. I think if Julio goes, I think we see Matt Ryan retire within two years. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's definitely uh, it's definitely getting to that point. I mean, like I said, uh, and I said it in, in earlier episodes about how a lot of these QBs are starting to get to that point where they're about to retire. I mean, you have um, you you have Drew Brees. You know that it's it's mm-hmm. getting to that point as well. You have Ben Roethlisberger that's mm-hmm. also getting to that point this as well. This might be it for Ben after this year. I was just yeah. thinking about the other day. It's kind of the last hurrah for the Steelers with him. I mean, you got Aaron Rodgers too. That's also getting to that point too, where he's yeah. he's about to say goodbye to the sport as well. I mean, I think I think Rodgers is just hoping to get that last Super Bowl ring before mm-hmm. he finally hangs up his cleats. So I mean, there's a lot of uh, you know Tom Brady. I mean, he 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 should, but who knows if he actually will? I mean, Tom Brady's still trying to hold on uh, to something. I don't know what it is, but he's still trying to hold on for dear life. He's going to be like the next. He's going to be like the NFL's Patrick Ewing. <laughs> you know, freaking 150 years. <laughs> old and still playing the game uh so i mean but yeah i mean you have a lot
lot of these players that a lot of these quarterbacks that are that are you know pretty much getting to that point where it's like all right it's time for us to you know say goodbye to the sport move forward you know we left our legacy we left our stamp time to move on i mean you have a lot of brand new quarterbacks i mean you you know you have you still have um you still have um uh, uh, Seattle's quarterback, um, God, is Russell name? Wilson. Yeah, Russell Wilson. Yeah. He still he still has a few more years left in him. He's still like at that halfway point right now, where yeah. he could still play and he still has it. So he still has a little bit more to go. Russell Wilson, Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously he's got a huge career ahead of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean Patrick Mahomes, pff, that goes yeah. without saying right there. Never he's, yeah. you know, I mean, you know, you have uh, Lamar Jackson, all these new uh, QBs that are going to they're 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 already stamping their legacy. I mean, oh, yeah. Holmes already, pff, he already stamped his legacy as one of the greatest quarterbacks of yep. this generation right now. And let's not forget the, the injured, uh, the injured cowboy Dak, you know, yep. Dak Prescott was having Prescott. one of the best years, you know, uh, not even one of the best year of his career so far, you know, the seat before he got injured. And, mm-hmm. you know, there's so many great talented quarterbacks coming up right now Murray uh, yeah Murray Kyler Murray in Arizona Mm -hmm. and it's a Oh, if you're a football fan, it's a great time, you know, for offense mm-hmm. with all these young guys coming oh, up yeah. like this because mm-hmm. we're seeing it. Philip Rivers, Matt yeah. Ryan, Aaron Rod, all Eric the older, Goff. you know, they're yeah. all starting to hit the end of that, you know, that time mm-hmm. frame. And it's time for the young bucks to step up and they're doing it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's going to be really cool to see the next couple of years in the NFL to see exactly what kind of uh, what kind of evolution and shakeup uh, goes on in the NFL. So we'll see about that. But Going, switching lanes here, going from uh, pro football to college football. Jeremy, you have a story that's actually uh, that's actually uh, creating a lot. Of, that's very controversial right now, involving your alma mater, USC. Yeah, there's a pretty big story going on. Um, you know, not really a sports story, although it centers there. Uh, wide receiver Munir McLean, who is a wide receiver for USC, is actually being federally investigated by the national you know commerce board or whatever fraud division usc players as well as coaches have been served with subpoenas to testify in a grand jury case and when i first heard when i first heard this of course you know i was like oh god what did he do now you know what (laughs) what i just there's always something you know usc some player doing something stupid and you know so i immediately went to that with usc it's it's everywhere but it seems to happen right when things start to come together for us i mean we get somebody who does something completely idiotic. Yeah, that is very true. I mean, it's that just like, it. what are you? T- I mean, I, I'm I'm the biggest Trojan fan in the world, and I want to grab some of these guys and smack them. But then I started researching it more and reading more about it, and coming from the coaches, coming from him, even coming from people um, inside the school, he applied for um, pandemic relief unemployment benefits wow he did it with a edd director which is you know the california board that handles all of that he actually did it with one of their own people he did everything provided them all the information he followed all of the rules and believed he did it properly 
but somehow he's now under a grand fraud investigation. Now, of course, more could come out and maybe something's being hidden, but what it looks like right now is a young man did what he was supposed to do, followed all the rules, applied for this, and is for some reason being singled out and treated like some mastermind criminal. There's got to be more to the story than this. You would think, but even, like I said, it's coming from everywhere now that the people who've reviewed this, the coaches, everything else are saying he did it right. What's going on? That's strange. That's so weird because, I mean, if if he truly needed uh, assistance, relief and everything, I mean, there shouldn't be an investigation. That's weird. That just sounds too, I don't know. There's There's got to be something more to, to the story than that. There's got to be something that they saw in his paperwork or maybe in his, in his financial background, something to have pretty much said, you know what, we need to check this person out a little bit. Well, I, I hate to be that way, but you said it in his background. We have a young black man from a very poor and disadvantaged neighborhood who comes Where? from- Where? Where's he from? He's, he's from, uh, oh, Munir was a local kid. Okay. Him and his brothers grew up here, South Central, East LA area, all that kind of stuff. Okay. Um, you know, those are areas that are gang populated. Those are crime ridden areas. <laughs> They're whatever. Um, I'm not saying that's it, but again, it's, it is the situation and this seems to have been flagged with a, a rather great degree of ferocity. Um, and it doesn't seem to make sense right now on the surface. Now, again, more could be revealed. There could be, you know, you never know family dealings behind the scenes, whatever. But when I first heard about it, my first thought was, oh, this is going to be an NCAA issue. Mm-hmm. Because of the money he received or something. No, this isn't even an NCAA. The NCAA doesn't care. He followed the rules. He did what he was supposed to do. He was okay to get this assistance and relief. So it's it's a very confusing situation. And right now, all the people who know, you know, generally speaking, a school distances itself from this kind of thing until of all course. the facts are out. Right. You know, they're not doing that right now. They're They're standing by this kid. So... It's just a very weird situation going on right now. And so many people having applied. I mean, we have record numbers of people applying for unemployment all across the country, applying for pandemic relief, applying for all sorts of different stuff. There's been tons of fraud. So it is happening. But why is a young man, barely 19, 20 years old, being singled out like, like a, you know, literally a criminal mastermind? Wow, there, I mean, yeah. if if you can, uh, and and there's more to the story, and you 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 hear about it a little bit oh, more you, of what's going on. You know there. me, I'll be following it close. Yeah, let me let let us know what's going on with that because that yeah, just because I want to know really what was he doing, what was his job, what which what was his employment that he's collecting assistance from. It seems, what, it seems like it's, it seems like there's more questions than answers at this point, right yeah. now. There story. is. There's a lot more questions. The only thing I did hear about that. Um, it was just one sentence in the article that I read was that while they were not playing and they were out of school, he might have had it one of the gig jobs um, like driving job Uber, Lyft, something like that Um, but again, they didn't get into detail on it so there's going to be a lot more information forthcoming unless for some Mm -hmm. reason it gets sealed Um, so we'll see 
but it's just it's a very weird situation it seems very out of the ordinary for such a young kid with no real criminal background to be singled out like this well i guess we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and see find, and find out what happens next in this whole situation so you know keep us surprised mm-hmm. on that in other sports news khabib Nurmagomedov uh, says goodbye to the sport of uh, of mma after defeating uh, justin gagey uh for the ufc lightweight title via submission and uh he retires 20 29 and oh i mean the guy is the greatest of all time and uh he after the the, after the fight, he broke down in tears. Um, it was actually a surprise announcement that many people, not even Dana White, expected. Dana White had plans for for Khabib uh, to fight other other fighters. I mean, he went ahead in the post uh, post fight conference and actually uh, one of the reporters asked him, "Can you tell us about that? You know, what plans you had for him?" He's like, "No, I'm not going to tell you what, what I had planned for him." But yeah, this is this is a little bit of a surprise for all of us. Um, but it's understandable. Uh, seeing as Khabib, uh, he he uh, he suffered major heartbreak. Uh, his father and trainer uh, passed away of uh, of uh, of the coronavirus, and uh, that hit him hard. Um, we talked about this last week. How we didn't know if uh, he was going to be in the right mindset when he went into this fight without his father in his corner. And uh, but sure enough, he shined as he did as he always does. Uh, he came out victorious, and he retires that way as well. He retires undefeated and as the champion. Something many people like something that's very rare in this sport. Uh, but he did an incredible job in the UFC. Uh, you know, I, I mean, everybody wishes him, you know, the best luck in his future. Uh, you know, he made, he actually said that he made a, a promise and it's a promise that he his mom. Yep, to his mom. And it's a mm-hmm. promise that he must keep. So uh, more than likely, we will not be ever seeing him again, which is, which is a little bit sad because as Jeremy and I, we talked about it over the weekend. Uh, this is a huge loss for MMA because he still had so much more to give. I mean, we we all know this. Uh, when he did that, Twitter went uh, went crazy. Actually, starting off with Conor McGregor, his rival, major rival. Uh, you would expect Conor to actually, you know, talk crap or anything. He actually did the opposite. He was very uh, he's very uh, uh, very chill about it, and uh, he went on to tweet quote. Good performance at Team Khabib. I will carry on. Respect and condolences on your father again also. To you and family. Yours sincerely, the McGregors. Uh, so that was really classy for for uh, for Connor to go ahead and say mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, another another person that uh, would have wanted to you know fight uh, Khabib, and this is a, this is this is a fight that both again Jeremy and I we agree would have been a great fight is John Bones Jones. Uh, he went ahead and tweeted, "quote I want to congratulate Khabib for an outstanding career. I know he made his father, along with millions of fans around the world, incredible incredibly proud today. May God continue to bless." him on his journey until i take that heavily crown i grant you the spot enjoy champ i mean it was both of those were kind of backhanded compliments because i mean you have connor saying i will carry on and then you have john bones saying until i take that heavily crown i grant you the spot guys really first of all one one got submitted the other one didn't even get a chance to 
but we could both guarantee that they probably that Khabib probably would have beat John Bones at you know at this point in his career as well. So. I'll tell you right now, if that fight happened, I would bet my home, my firstborn, and pretty much everything else on. Khabib. I yeah. mean, I'm sorry. As I've said before, Jones has been out of commission for a while. I mean, I'm sure he's still been training, but we have not seen him fighting. He dealt with the multiple suspensions. The man is much, much older and has not been in the ring head to head in these type of fights. Khabib is amazing. And I believe John Jones would get put on the floor very quickly. I mean, as I said, when we were talking over the weekend, I still don't know why nobody ever named Khabib the Anaconda. Because, I mean, the second <laughs> that guy gets his hands on you and puts you on the floor, you're done. You he wrestled bears, for God's sake. Yeah, you don't escape. I mean, the man is a beast. And I, I, I do not believe that a John Jones well past his prime would survive very long against a beast like Khabib. Agreed. Agreed. And I mean, and like I said before, I mean, Khabib wrestled bears. There's actually footage of him wrestling bears in his country. No I way. Mean, you don't, yeah. You don't wrestle bears and think that you can't wrestle a human being to the ground and keep them down. I mean, come on. Come on. You know, the guy, Khabib was a freaking animal himself. There's no way you can stop him or get off of him or get him off you. Once he's on you, good luck. There's there's just no way you're getting off. So huge loss for the MMA community to lose such a great fighter like that, um, you know, to retirement. And it's just, it's sad to see him go. But, um, you know, I mean, he gave us great memories. I mean, and, you know, wish him nothing but, but good luck. I mean, it's understandable, uh, mm -hmm. you know, suffering that kind of a loss. Yeah, if your heart's not in it, if your heart isn't in it, if you've done everything, I'm just a believer, and your heart's kind of not in it anymore, then it's time to move on. Yeah. And that's just the way, that's just the way it goes. And, you know, we move on and uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and keep an eye out for the next Khabib, which I doubt there will be one for a while or even ever. Uh, but uh, there's always, the, there's always new fighters coming up all the time. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to see what the next generation holds for the UFC. In other sports news, the Dodgers. My God, what a roller coaster ride with those guys. Up and down, up and down, up and down. But this time they're up. This time they're actually uh, up in the series, and uh, it's all thanks to Clayton Kershaw. Uh, you know, he basically uh, he he did it for for the team. Uh, but let me, it was a forty two victory against the Tampa Bay Rays uh, last night, and but the night before that, oh my God, this is just that was just insane. And I was actually giving the play by play to Jeremy over the phone when I was watching this, and it was just a huge mishap and a huge mistake that that the Dodgers uh, that the Dodgers made. They would have been already they would have already been champions as of last night. If they would have beat Tampa Bay on Saturday and then beat them on Sunday, that's it. Dodgers would have been the next world champions already. But it was two mistakes that happened on Saturday that cost them that, that game. One of them was uh, pretty much a, a, a hit that went down center field. The center fielder grabbed the – actually thought he had the ball in his glove and it slipped out of his hand or it bounced out of, out of the tip of the glove's hand – of his hands. And so he had to go after it, grab the ball, threw it. First run came in to go ahead and tie it. 
But then the next run that beat them by one point was the one that was so like crazy. So the ball was thrown to the catcher's mitt. The catcher grabs it, swings around, and the ball flies out of the catcher's mitt. Enough that the that the runner on third was halfway. He the runner on third even stumbled on his way to home plate. He stumbled, and then the moment he saw the ball fly out of the catcher's mitt, that was it. He ran for home, and that was game, and Tampa Bay won by one point because of that mishap. That was something that I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Why, Dodgers? Why would you screw that up? It was so (laughs) simple, so easy. But apparently they they redeemed themselves last night, and, uh, you know, with a 4-2 victory, uh, it's at, at this point, you know, they're leading right now in the series. Uh man this this is this is this is emotional for me Jeremy. I mean you're you're a Dodger fan. I mean how, how, <laughs> you you have this you have this thing about you that you feel that if you watch the games you'll jinx them. It's not that. It's it's I'm not a superstitious person. It's just I haven't seen a Dodger victory on TV in probably 3 years. Every time I turn it on, I'm not kidding, we've lost. Wow. And and it's not that I honestly, I mean, I have no superstition in it. It's just I don't really want to sit through a three-hour ball game at home just to watch them lose. Um, So I I haven't seen a victory in a very long time. So I, I have to rebuttal that a little bit because it seems that not just watching it, but even listening to it, because I had you on the phone when they lost. <laughs> well, and I'd like, to, uh, I'd like to point out I wasn't always bad luck. Uh I I wasn't Uh, from the time I started going to Dodger games at the age of five years old I didn't see them lose and I went to two or three games a year at least every year I did not witness the Dodgers lose until I was 12 years old so I actually believed you know probably until I was seven or eight years old that I was the Dodgers charm Ah, um, that only seems to have changed later in life at the moment. But yeah. you forgot you forgot to mention one mistake that to me is an even bigger mistake than the two errors the Dodgers made. Oh, the 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 once again the management. <laughs> yes, once again, I'm going to bring this the back pitcher? to Dave Roberts. Dave yes. Roberts' incompetent managing of a bullpen. It's his biggest Achilles heel as a manager. It's has cost us in the playoffs and in the World Series multiple times. He has a tendency to either not trust the guys who got him there or to overly trust guys who, you know, were great and aren't doing it right now. Okay. Kershaw has pitched great this postseason. What is the one blemish on his record this postseason? He had that one bad game the uh, championship series. One bad game. Why? Roberts chose to pitch him on slightly short rest when his back was not 100%. He was dealing with a lower back issue. Not performing up to his standards when he is either pitching injured or pitching on short rest. And yet, instead of trusting his bullpen or trusting one of our other young arms, he decided to push Kershaw into that slot, and Kershaw got hammered. 
Roberts has a problem managing a bullpen. And what's he do? We have Kenley Jansen, a pitcher who has completely lost confidence. You can see it in the way he approaches the mound, the way he approaches his pitches. He has lost confidence. You have a fastball pitcher who's throwing four to five miles an hour slower now. Mm -hmm. This is a pitcher whose bad games in the past always came when hitters could catch up to him. And now he's pitching slower and everybody's catching up to him. And yet Dave Roberts still insists in putting him in in a one-run game. Are you insane? Not to mention that was the that was the game right there. That was that inning was the inning that he shouldn't have been put in that close. That's what I'm saying. You and, don't and, put him in in that. If you had a four-run mm-hmm. lead and you want to get him in there to build his confidence, go for it. What are you putting in a pitcher who has lost it at the moment? Why are you putting him in the most pressure-filled, pressure-packed? razor thin margin situation that you can possibly put him in. Why would he you walked do that? them. He walked the, the, and that's the thing is that when I was watching it, he was, you know, he, like you said, he didn't have the confidence in his eyes uh, that he had a few years, uh, a few years ago when he went up against Houston. And the, the thing is that like, when I was watching him pitch, he was just like it was like a, like like the types of pitches that were just like tired, you know. They were tired pitches to the point that the last pitch that made that made the 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 uh, the batter uh, walk, he threw it and it was it it hit the it hit the the home run plate and bounced into the pitcher's hands or into the catcher's hands. I mean that right there at that point, that's when the management should have been like, all right, we're gonna have to you know get somebody else for the last pitch or for the final because it was at that point there was one out left that's all one out was the only one that was left to go ahead and close that game out and win the game and they chose the wrong pitcher for that one so let's hope that they've learned from that because I mean the Dodgers still have to go up against them one last time if they beat them this time that's it Dodgers are world champs yeah I hope they win Uh, tomorrow right Yeah, I believe so yeah and that's going to be something that many of us are going to be watching. If not, we're going to go into Game 7. Who wants to go into Game 7 for the love of God? We just want this. It's like the elections. We just want it over with already. <laughs> we really, really want this over with. So we'll go ahead and find out what happens next. Uh, you know, uh, Game 6 is coming up, and hopefully it'll be the final game, and the Dodgers will go ahead and move forward. Or uh, Tampa Bay will pull one out, you know, thanks to Dodger management, and uh, we'll go into Game 7. That's still up in the air. We'll find out what happens then. Coming up next in video game news, looks like Pokemon's got the Sword and Shield's legendary birds that will roam like gold and silver's uh, legendary dogs. We'll talk a little bit about that. But first, here's B. Taylor and Dew Brown's It's On Me, right here on the Xander Effect. Y'all. <laughs> I'd be telling tell Yeah, you did. They ain't believe it though. <laughs> One life. Do brown. Same game, be telling. What up? Kick it like this kickball, power couple. She dripping in that Dolce Gabbana. They wanna touch her, everybody know that's do girl. What you gon' do about it? Me and her take on the world, now that's a true rider. And she Beyonce, nah, in her own class. Hella book smart, I be grabbing on a real life. Since it's on me, I'ma put it on you. Sipping on the best of the best, we playing taboo. Care City 305, I'm a dirty baby. Help you with your homework, now we getting dirty, baby. Drinking dirty slippery, baby. Got a new tiptoeing, cause I made the right moves. Got a new 
doing? She be in my lap snoring. I should call you FaceTime. But I got respect for her. I'ma spy your face now. Nah. Never poke a big dog. We be hella outside. Never have a side to choose. Cause it's only one side. Step right up to the VIP. Yeah, the IP. V, the IP. Yeah, yeah. We them bad, bad boys All you ladies ain't got no damn choice I said me and do bad, bad boys A.A. flow where them girls at Yo, yo, shop where them girls at D.D. money where them girls at I'm trying to party where them girls at Cause after the party, it's the after party After the party to my hotel lobby After the lobby to five in the morning It's just me and you There's only you one side I am the DJ KID to kick your pre. Welcome to the place to be. This is it. You're on the air. Nice.
that was the Pond Hawks Fire Eyes right here on the Xander Effect. In video game news, looks like Pokemon's got uh, got a couple of uh, characters that are going to be going in there. Uh, this coming via IGN.com by writer Jordan Oloman, uh, basically saying, quote, the, Gal- uh, the Galarian legendary birds from Pokemon Swords and Shields Crown Tundra expansion will roam like Pokemon Gold and Silver's legendary dogs. A Game Informer preview of the new DLC explains that some of the footage shown to press concerned a quest called, quote, uh, quote, a legendary tree of a legendary three in which Galarian Moltres, Zapdos, and Articuno fight and then scatter across the crown tundra to be found by players as they explore the region. They realize, uh, quote, they realize you're watching and they disperse to different parts of the crown tundra, the preview reads. So that's going to be really cool to go ahead and be walking around and uh, find, finding these birds and then having to go like hunt them down. So that's going to be actually a really cool uh, new DLC that uh, Pokemon's going to have. And uh, uh, many of you out there, you know, make sure you be careful when you're walking. Don't get run over by a car or anything like that because that has happened. Um, or, uh-huh. you, or you trip and fall. Have you have you played Pokemon Go, Lonnie? I, I have not, but I think he's so cute. <laughs> well, he. Well, which one is he? I mean, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of Pokemon. You're talking about what? You're talking about Pikachu? Yeah, Pikachu. Pikachu is so cute. Well, see, Lonnie, that that game you could actually play. You could download it on your phone, actually. And okay, you can play I need it. to, guys. Yeah, you could actually <laughs> download it on your phone, and you could walk around and find Pokemon. Okay. It's actually really you. cool. It's actually a really cool game to do when you're walking around when you're like around your city and everything like that. You'll find uh-huh. Pokemon on your phone. You just put you just put it up, and uh, you know you scan like it's almost like you're t- like uh, you're using your video camera of your phone, and you uh-huh. scan the place, and suddenly you'll see a Pokemon just pop out of nowhere. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. So you got you, you should go ahead and try it out. It'll be a lot of fun for you. So, uh, Jeremy, do you play Pokemon at all? I I never did really. Um, my <laughs> youngest son was very much into the Pokemon cards and had quite a vast collection, but it was not something that I really got into. Uh, I did resist playing Pokemon Go when it came out, although I thought it was a great idea. It you is know, fun. Getting, it's fun. Getting kids out, getting them moving. Although, right. you know, there were a lot of negatives as well that they didn't really think about. Um, you know, it's a geolocating type thing. Uh, you're sending a lot of kids and possibly underage people to a certain location. That's uh, you know, an opportunity for predators. It's an opportunity right. for, and as you mentioned, we had somebody get run over by a car while looking yeah. at their phone trying to chase a Pokemon. So there, you know, there's a certain level of common sense. I mean, I personally wouldn't just give my kid the phone and say, hey, go run around and go find whatever you know i'd be out there with them and (laughs) that's like literally saying go play on the freeway (laughs) basically so you know there there it's it was a it's a great idea and i like you know people being more aware of the uh you know possible issues with it being a little more cautious but it's a great idea for getting kids out getting them moving not sitting on the couch so much and what a fun little you know fun little thing you you pop up all these rare different characters and stuff and i mean if collecting the cards was fun to these kids how, how do you think it is seeing the actual characters on their phone i mean that's got to get them so jazzed dude we used to like i used to be i used to bartend at this uh comedy club in burbank called flappers and 
and Jeremy, you know this. And um, <laughs> we, myself and, uh, and a co-worker of mine used to play Pokemon Go at Flappers. We used to find Pokemon in the kitchen. <laughs> we would be back there and we're like, dude, you got that? Yeah, I got that too, like on, on our break. And we were just like, oh my God, there's a Pokemon right there. Holy crap, it's in the kitchen. It's on the broiler. What the hell? <laughs> you know, like we're like trying to catch them. And we got the kitchen staff looking at us like we're, like we're crazy. Like, what the hell are they doing? <laughs> it's actually kind of fun, to be honest. But yeah, they pop up everywhere. They pop up everywhere. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things where, you, you know, if you're going to play it, Please be careful. Uh, in other uh, in other um, video game news, uh, obviously it's Halloween season. You know, this week is Halloween. And, uh, you know, we got a lot of uh, scary uh, DLCs coming out uh, so far right now. Uh, uh, Madden Ultimate Team has uh, has the new DLC, the most, uh, most feared players that we talked about last week, which, by the way, EA... I still have gripes with you and that'll never go away apparently Um, worst by the way Madden Ultimate uh, Team Madden 21 worst game ever okay so many glitches so many technical problems oh my god the list is just insane at how bad this game came out this time jeremy we talked about this before how developers are lazy i think they actually fell asleep <laughs> during this entire during the <laughs> entire game to be honest with you it's that bad so yeah i'm just i'm not even gonna go there because just or do they design them just throwing this out there the way they say people design cars because they know that people won't be happy with it and it'll give them another reason to try to perfect it again so therefore it keeps you guys no they're just lazy (laughs) (laughs) that's just that's just that's just the freaking plain answer they're just lazy electronic (laughs) arts just doesn't care they're just making a lot of money and they don't care because they hold the monopoly on a lot of really cool games so Mm -hmm. they really don't care they know that one way or another people are gonna buy their games which Mm -hmm. i which i pretty much started hashtag boycott ea stop buying games from them because maybe that'll go ahead and help you know make them you know make their games better and maybe their customer service a little better because they're horrible at that too but mm-hmm. uh you know that that's uh something different but uh there is a dlc going on right now with uh grand theft auto uh not that many people play that one anymore that one's kind of like dying out as well uh but there is uh earn triple rewards uh, by participating in the halloween bunker series and free mode events uh, there's also the beast versus or earn double re- rewards uh, playing adversary modes such as beast versus slasher come out to play condemned lost versus damned slasher slashers uh, there's a lot of other stuff going on right now in 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 GTA this time of year is actually kind of fun because in GTA it, you know when you're when you're like roaming around the city of uh, San Andre or of, of Los Santos or San or just the entire map or whatever, you randomly turn into a werewolf. It's <laughs> really funny. freaking cool. Like you don't know who's going to turn into a werewolf. It's one of the random players throughout the map. Suddenly, you know you start getting like this feeling out of nowhere, and you just like transform into this werewolf. And when you transform into the werewolf, the other players have to hunt you down. 
Like they all are going after you. Like the entire the entire list of players that are on that map are all searching and hunting for you. Your job is to avoid them as much as possible. It's like it's it's like a game of tag and it's crazy because you're just like running around the entire map trying to avoid getting killed by other players. Dude, that's a fun little addition. It is. It's really cool. Especially with it being random. Yeah, it's just so it's such a like that's one of the like really cool parts I love about uh GTA. One, uh, this time of year because of that. That's actually a lot of fun. And it's hard to kill you too when you're the werewolf. It's not easy. You can't just, you know, you can't just a couple of shots when you're dead like you usually. No, it really takes some time for you to kill this werewolf. And you you get to like, the werewolf has like special powers that you get to jump really high and fast. So you have to like, seriously have to find this guy and uh, the other really cool part is that when you are the werewolf you could sneak into different places and just kind of hide and the people are like looking for you and your the sensor goes off in uh, on your controller it starts vibrating when you get closer to the werewolf and you could hear it too you could hear the growling so you're like where is this guy you know it like freaks you out a little bit because you're like where is this guy you know so it's a it's a really cool little addition that they have right around now so definitely go ahead and check out uh gta also another one that has a halloween special going on is red dead redemption they have a couple of uh a couple of really cool halloween things going on themes going on on red dead redemption as well there's the halloween uh they have the halloween um season pack or whatever so uh that one costs like 15 uh 15 gold bars or something like that which you can buy for like 10 bucks or something like that um so they give you they give you weapons they give you a couple of masks or, or you have to earn them or something like that it's really cool it's a really cool little addition for Red Dead Redemption as well so well, for anybody ahead. who's still playing it um, Skyrim you know Elder Scrolls Skyrim has actually released a pretty cool uh, little Halloween pack as well this year DLC um, adding new vampiric followers new Ooh. undead crypts as Ooh. well as um, new roaming zombie packs throughout the land nice Nice, nice. I like that. Yeah, and and also Call of Duty. Call of Duty has this. Oh my god, dude! This is such a cool thing. On Call of Duty Warzone, they have uh, the they have this uh, this zombie mode where basically you're dropped into the the uh, the city of Verdansk, and uh, there are zombies running around. And if uh, and if you get killed by another player, you turn into a zombie, and you come back. You and when you when you when you fall, you have this crazy jump ability that launches you from one end to the other. Like while you're running, you jump like four miles away. It's really cool. Uh, and the only way you could turn back is by killing another player and injecting yourself with the antidote to turning into human again. So that's another really cool thing that they make you a zombie, which is really awesome. But uh, yeah, definitely check out. There's a lot of uh, Halloween DLCs out right now. Go ahead and check those out. That's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so much for listening to the Xander Effect as always. And uh, as always, thank you so much to my co-host for uh, joining me here today. First off, I'd like to thank uh, Mr. Jeremy Miller. Yay. <laughs> Woohoo! Yay! <laughs> you sound like you're having you had so much fun today. Um, <laughs> so sincere. I always hey, I always have fun talking to Lonnie. You, I put up. <laughs> nice, nice. The feeling is more than mutual. And speaking of our other lovely co-host, Miss uh, Lonnie Rivera, thank you so much, Lonnie, for joining us again today. Hey, it was fun. Thanks, guys. 
awesome. We'll go ahead and uh, look forward to having you again uh, next time. Yeah. And as always, everybody, we're still in the pandemic right now. So make sure you continue to wear your gloves, uh, wear your goggles if you got them, your masks, definitely wear your masks. And, uh, you know, make sure you look after each other, practice basic hygiene, wash your hands, don't touch your face. Make sure you watch yourself for not just yourself, but for your loved ones as well. And remember, there's only a week left before we actually, uh, before elections is over. Mm -hmm. So make sure you go out and vote. Your vote Mm -hmm. does matter. Your vote does count. I mean, it's very important that uh, we make the right decisions uh, during this voting process to make so make sure you get to vote out there. Although there have been a lot of people that have already voted, uh, mail-in ballots, everything's already been in has been in. Early voting has already uh, has already uh, ha- happened, and many people have already voted. But we still need the rest to continue to go forward. Educate yourself on the issues. Make sure you understand everything that's going on. Those of you that are undecided, but make sure you get your vote. Make sure you get out there and you exercise that right that you have for being a citizen of this beautiful country of ours and make sure you get out there and vote and remember music always always heals all we'll see you next time Yo, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The Xander Effect is powered by 5050 Global Music Inc., Sony Music The Orchard, and BMG Bertelsmann, in association with Art19 Media.